0: to the metapod the pokemon tcg podcast that revolves around the evolving meta even if some things die sean some are born anew and uh well anyways
1: yeah we'll get into we'll get into what is what is dying and what is being born of its ashes uh like a very sad looking phoenix
0: (laughs) not only was there the biggest pokemon regional ever over the weekend which we'll have several things to talk about and several deck lists to show you as part of that just like we always do with regional and big play pokemon event recaps but there was some big news regarding the future of online pokemon playing and then also some future you know products and stuff that are coming out too so we got a little bit um for everybody here in this podcast but sean how was your week this
1: week my week was good i played i played a lots of pokemons um, you did
0: yeah you you <laughs> told me before the pod how much pokemon you played and that's
1: yeah i whew. yeah no i went so i went to four different locals in the last week i went to a locals on monday so that was the day before when we that was the night we would have recorded our last pod Mm-hmm. uh but i told i was t- we, when jake and i talked about it we were like it's not a lot going on in the news of pokemon's and so like I-, I went on monday to a tournament i went on thursday to a locals i went and actually technically i went on the saturday before that or the sunday before monday so sunday monday sean's
0: basically qualifying for worlds no straight
1: no, yeah I, I wish there was actually local cp rip um no, but and then I played again last yesterday too. I will say two of those were lovely locals leagues, but they were not, not but, but like, and they were very child focused, right? Like there was just a lot of kids. Um, and so I spent most of the time, I did raffle stomp a couple of children. <laughs> Absolutely with, put the beat down <laughs> with my tier one deck against their who knows even Shot how to describe Lugia, it
0: archaeops you know boxed yeah. Yeah. against you know uh-huh. little timmy's you know grass starter deck
1: well, not even L- little timmy's uh, binder drop uncommons deck and like i'm like i i did tell him and i was I, t- I told the kid i was like this is like a really good and i offered to let him play one of my decks and to teach him that and he was like but you know how kids are they like playing the cards that they like and i'm mm-hmm. like respect that's fine And then, you know, I did a little trade
0: to catch these hands. Yeah. Yeah. Just
1: a little bit. You know, like I got to teach these kids that not everybody's going to go easy on them. You know, this is the (laughs) real world anyways. But I played in two events that were adults focused and we'll show the deck that I played later that I concocted Mm. that is actually not trash. It's really cool. It's a a lot of people were
0: interested on it on Twitter, actually.
1: Yeah. So and I will say I have a winning record with that deck so for what That's that is good. worth it
0: it it'll be it would be fun to try out yeah. at places just the abstraction of the cards <laughs> that you chose but i feel like one of my favorite like when i used to play a lot more local stuff when i lived in indianapolis you know i had a couple locals that i would go to i had a a pretty serious locals you know where, where like we would play and you know try to get better and try to test things out and stuff and uh, Meta casts and things like that, but I also had this locals that was not super serious. You know, it was, it was a bunch of kids, a bunch of dads, parents. You know, just playing and having fun, and that that one I really enjoyed going to. Um, not necessarily because I would win like every single game, because I just bring like an actual deck but because like i got to teach people things and like show them cool combos and you know trade and and things like that so that's like a really cool thing of the pokemon stuff that i miss
1: I, I will say the funniest thing uh one of the kids like i took one of these turns it was playing a lugia deck and you know how actual competitive pokemon like the turns can sometimes take a long time because you're doing a lot mm-hmm. and the kid was like is it my turn yet are you done <laughs> I'm like, it was a really good grounding moment as to how ridiculous high level Pokemon play looks to the outsider. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was definitely it was a lot of fun.
0: It's just, it's just so funny. But um,
1: uh, and I will also say, I though when I go to these events, especially the ones with a lot of kids, I am the assume I'm assumed to be a dad mm-hmm. at these events. Oh, now. Oh. so you're old? I mean. I, I I don't think I don't know how I look to other people to be frank, but I'm old enough. If if it's like adults and then like a group of like seven eight year olds, I think it's a fair assumption to be like, oh man, these kids, we just spend so much money on them, right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do spend and a Sean's lot of like- money
0: i spend a lot of money on my cats yeah yeah for sure
1: and then and then i'm like going over and teaching the kids how to play and then i I see a little moment when the dad realizes oh oh you're you're one of them ah i see it's it's great you're not tied
0: down to any minions but (laughs) anyways i'm glad you had fun sean sean you know what we gotta do what's that before we get going we got to get into the five star review now i'm actually pulling this one from youtube another one from youtube because we've gotten a lot of youtube comments as of late michael here left us a five star review been listening since early 2021 you both have incredible radio voices and you're an incredible team I usually listen at work, so I have. It's been off and on recently because it's been hectic. I feel that, man. I really feel that deep down. Uh, something keeps popping in my head, and it's something that Jake is absolutely right about anime subs. I'm not making this <laughs> up, Sean. I'm not making this up. Finished summertime rendering recently Chainsaw Man season one, both in sub. Blows away most dubs, although there's some dubs you really like.
1: Yeah, anyway, I mean, anyway,
0: consider that my five star review.
1: That's a good review. That's it. And I will say I am watching through Boruto and I only have 50 episodes of dub left. And then I will <laughs> have to make the switch, Jake.
0: Oh, so you're just not going to wait for. No, you're just not going to wait for more dub episodes. No, because it's Boruto? every
1: it, they do it every three to four months is there's a new drop oh. of 10 to 20 episodes. And I'm like, I'm not waiting. Yeah, no, I ain't going to do that
0: just imagine being like a a bleach fan you have to wait 10 years for them to adapt (laughs) the next season of the anime but anyways we're not an anime podcast as much as i would love for that to be we're pokemon tcg podcast and we've got some news for you coming in this week if you're excited for scarlet and violet some new promos are coming in. Coridon and Moraidon Illustration Rare Promos releasing in Japan. These are gonna be through the Pokemon card gym shops in Japan, through like special tournaments and stuff that they're holding with the release of Triple Beat, a Japanese set, on March 10th. Sean participants will be able to purchase 15 packs of triple b to construct and battle with a deck similar to the pre-releases so i think this is really really hmm. cool i don't know
1: 15 packs. i should have done the packs are only five cards in japan though so it makes sense
0: yes they're uh two stamped cards every participant receives a rare candy and one of two namona cards and then winners Get a uh, promo booster pack containing a promo illustration rare of either Maridon or Corridon. We will get these cards in our Pokemon center elite trainer boxes for Scarlet and Violet with the silver borders.
1: Yes. Yes, Jake. And I will say this is like a small news story, but because we're getting these, mm. um, for those watching on YouTube, if you're listening, definitely go check out Pokebeach, uh, they have all the goods in terms of what the illustrations are. But specifically, I think it's the Maraedon is the the lightning. Yes, that's the one that you got one. shown. Yeah. It, this is some like vapor wave, like synth wave, like kind of vibes that I am loving. It's lo-fi. Is, is it lo-fi too? I don't, I, yeah. It's pretty much lo-fi. It's great. This is, it's an excellent look i am down if this is a whole set of pokemon would look like this it's awesome
0: i mean in general like both of the promos in my opinion are beautiful gorgeous they're two different types Mm. of art like one is more slick um i don't want to say 3d-esque but it's got like more depth Mm -hmm. inside of it the Maridon, and then the karydon is more like you know, something that you would, I mean, go back, going back to being an anime podcast, like a manga panel, like, yeah, like a cartoon sketch that just looks really, really good with the trees around it, you know, the karate on sleeping. So, like, two really, really, really good promos, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. This is really cool. And just more, more, you know, evidence of how good the alternate art designs, like, it's amazing what Pokemon is doing. Like these are just they're gorgeous, yeah. They've been killing it now for like all, what going on two years since Brilliant yeah, Stars I mean, released, since right? They,
0: well, even like um, since they release Dream League, that's kind of mm. when they started these like character rare type esque things. I mean, now it's like illustration rare. Um, they started these extra rares, you know, not necessarily like a super big like a V or a GX or something like that, but an extra little goodie yeah. in a set. You know, the trainer gallery type thing. Um the extra section, which is so I mean it's so gorgeous and it's so good. And just the art direction that Pokemon has taken this is put Pokemon on another level in terms of other card games in yep. comparison to other card games.
1: I will say you, you never know when that you're living through the golden age of something until it's passed
0: exactly
1: i really think think that like this might be a golden age of pokemon art so enjoy it enjoy it right now
0: enjoy it while you can and you can specifically enjoy these cards again they'll be in the pokemon center elite trainer boxes for scarlet and violet so make sure that you uh go get those um those will be 60 dollars each the pokemon center elite trainer box it comes with like extra packs and things like that so yeah that's now, why it's a little bit more than usual
1: now speaking of enjoying something before you have to let it go jake oh
0: my gosh speaking of knowing the golden age um, um Knowing, like, you don't know that you're in the golden age until it's gone. Sean, what was the news on January 31st that made me legitimately, like, depressed? I'm not kidding when I heard this.
1: (laughs) Well, we, I think, have known that this was going to come for a long time. And it is the sunset of PTCGO, the OG of the Pokemon, you know, online platform the Mm -hmm. the platform that anybody who's been listening for any amount of time is at least familiar with maybe you somehow started on live you know and i will say don't look back just keep keep running forward. you'll never know what you don't what you don't have ignorance is bliss but look they're sunsetting it crown zenith is going to be the last set to be uploaded onto the platform which has already been done Mm. um And then they will not upload any new cards or make any more changes to the platform after this, starting on March 1st. Um, So, Jake.
0: So kind of like explaining this a little bit more, when we say like sunset and things like this, when we say, you know, the final expansion of Crown Zenith, we're not saying that on March 1st, 2023, Pokemon Trading Card Game Online is going to shut down and you are never going to be able to play it again. That is not what Mm -hmm. any of this is saying. That's not what anybody who knows what they're talking about has said. This is basically saying, after March 1st, 2023, there will be no things changed with it. Like, it will be stuck in this standard format of sword and shield base to sword crown Zenith. all
1: sword and shield yeah, basically like
0: literally just all sword and shield it'll be stuck in that block forever you'll still be able to play in it you'll still be able to play in expanded still be able to play in can you play in unlimited i think you can unlimited sure. theme decks you know the tournaments if people are joining those tournaments yeah or whatever It's just like Scarlet and Violet, the base set, Scarlet and Violet, will never go on Pokemon trading card game online. The Tool Card errata, if you do not remember, Pokemon Tool Cards are joining their own kind of uh, reclassification in, they're starting on January 20th in Japan, and then later now when Scarlet and Violet comes out, releases on March 31st you know tool cards will have their own classification um not just being item cards so basically like i mean you're gonna play tool cards like you do them now and it's never going to change you're never going to be able to play in a current standard format again on ptcgo once you know you get past march 1st 2023 um,
1: yeah, I mean, I guess technically March 31st, because like, well, you get stuff... like,
0: yeah, you get a little bit of time yeah, But you like it a doesn't month matter. before. Yeah. yeah. Either way, there's not ne- there's not going to be any more updates. It's not going to change. It's basically just going to be stuck. It's yep. going to be stand well, still.
1: It'll be stuck. And I will say it'll be stuck with the expectation that at some point it will be shut down. We don't know when that date will be. Um, and
0: who knows if they even do that right because there's people's collections or whatever that's like and who knows i don't know
1: yeah i i don't know i think it it will probably be a while they might give people a solid um six months a year maybe of just Mm -hmm. keeping the servers live and and you know to your point allowing people to maybe they haven't logged in to play pokemon since the pandemic started right yeah. Um. And then when leagues, fingers crossed and CP and, and all that stuff comes back, people that have been have stepped away from the game come back and are like, oh, wait, I was going to go play online. But yeah, you, you want to give people time to like catch up, transfer all their stuff over to PTCG Alive and and not have that lost. But, but yeah, it's uh. now I think you could start to say like, oh, well, this is great because that'll, you know, PTCG Alive, the hope would be PTCG Alive is in a perfect state. But Jake, like you told me, like some bug that they were experiencing today on PTCG Live.
0: There's a new. I if you see our Twitter account at Metapod TCGs, sometimes we will retweet a wonderful individual, a, a just an absolute hero <laughs> to the to the Pokemon TCG people. Trust your pilot is a, uh, a dedicated Pokemon trading card game player but they are basically the 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 reporter of all Pokemon TCG live bugs news updates things like that there's a new bug going on at Pokemon TCG live a fun new bug if you haven't oh, seen it yet <laughs> i um it the bug is about having multiple pokemon being in your active spot at once
1: <laughs> I- It only appears to be a visual bug.
0: But still, (laughs) like, it it came in in the January 24th update. Still not, still not, I mean, what are we, uh, February 6th at the time of this recording?
1: Yeah, I don't... And
0: the other day, the other day, matchmaking was broken. This was back on February 1st, after the new PTCGO news right when ptcgo was announced that it was you know not going to be updating anymore the very next day people were taking hours upon hours to find a match and then on top of that it turns out that people were losing ownership of their scarlet violet starter cards in their collections and it's it's i mean it's it sucks. People, I mean, and people are mad too. There is a um there's a lot of reviews that people have been leaving on PTCG Live and on February 6th at 9 30 AM PTCG Live was 2.3 out of five stars Oof. on the um, iOS version where people leave their reviews. PTCGO, meanwhile, sitting at a four point six out of five on iOS. So it just it sucks. I mean, maybe the it iOS sucks. version
1: is less buggy in some ways. It could be. Um, I but... mean, the
0: whole thing is uh, is is buggy, yeah. to be honest. So,
1: so yeah, I mean, you know, uh, TLDR, Pokemon definitely needs to get things together for for when <laughs> they no longer are putting new cards onto PTCGO. Cause uh, if they don't,
0: I mean, if you want to play standard format after the, uh, after the new set releases, you've got two options. One of them, you force yourself onto PTCG live and all that monstrosity or B, you just start playing tabletop or cam and you just print proxies or build your own decks with physically and just play with other people that way.
1: Jake, Speaking of playing with people in person and printing proxies, can I talk about the nonsense deck that I built?
0: Yes, you can.
1: Okay. So, you know, uh, I don't know, I don't Did you post this on Twitter or did you just send this to people in DMs I that were curious?
0: I posted the preview on Twitter Got and it. then people who DM'd us, I sent it over to them and and told you some of the told them some of the changes that you had made and yeah. why.
1: Yeah, so I mean, look, this deck is not you know, highly tested or anything and uh, take it all with a grain of salt. But the concept, I'm showing it on the screen for those of you watching on YouTube. I mean, you can see that. But for those of you who are listening, uh, the concept is a Lugia V-Star deck. I know. Whoa, you're so, so so creative. Uh, But it is Lugia V-Star with Radiant Eternatus. So the idea there is that your main, uh, you know, Secondary or whatever, your additional attackers are not necessarily the expected ones of Eveltal and Raikou Amazing Rare and all that stuff. No, no. For this deck, you want to try to understand the matchup that you have, and if you get lucky, use Radiant Eternatus on turn one going first to get the one or two V-maxes into play that you think are going to work best for the matchup. So... Going over, like, briefly, like, it's a 4-2 line of Lugia and Lugia V-Star, eh, Pretty standard. I know mm-hmm. some people think you don't need 4 Lugia, but I really want to start it. <laughs> and when you don't, it's bad. Three? Yeah, because it sounds like
0: yeah. your other possible starters of uh, Eternatus. Which is Probat horrible. Probat Yeah, it sounds like that sucks.
1: Yeah, yeah. A, a lot of the other starters would be very bad and there are no scoop-up nets in the deck. So this deck, I will also preface it, this deck is not meant to be like, it's not going to win any big tournaments. I am fully aware of this. Somebody can probably take this and make it 10 times better. But I just decided to go full high roll. If you get unlucky in the first turn or two, hey, that's life. Uh, you got three Archeops. Now, where the deck gets weird is you have an amazing rare Reshiram, which I don't think is too weird, but it it's an interesting combinations. But then with Radiant Eternatus, I picked... I ended up landing on four Vmaxes that I really liked, and that was Flying Pikachu Vmax because that card Jake is broken. In this format, that card is nuts. Mm-hmm. Because think of all of the, you know, basic Pokemon decks running around. You got Lost Box, uh, you've got Reggie's, mm-hmm. you know. And when I played this deck, I played against a Lost Box and a Reggie's deck with the Flying Pikachu, and that Flying Pikachu like won me the games. Because it's just that good. The other cards you have, you have Duraludon VMAX, which, you know, I don't think it's a quite perfect deck, but if you're going against a mirror match and you can get your prize, like the the Pokemon you have on the field downright, then yeah, like if they don't have a way, like a canceling cologne or something like that, then that Duraludon VMAX is going to put in work. Outside of that, I threw in a Crobat VMAX Which is a very weird, I know it's very strange, but the reason for that is you do have the ability to get down all the energy requirements and it can knock out a Mu V max because of the darkness Mm -hmm. type, right? Uh, So, and then it also has the benefit, I also play a Crobat V. So you can use it and evolve it if you don't Radiant Eternatus it. So like it has additional value in its pre-evolution. And And that
0: would be the reason of playing it instead of like Drapion. Exactly,
1: exactly. And then sure, the last... you
0: give up another prize, but, like, you get the draw power, you know, to make sure you get your Pokemon, your Archeops in the discard, and your Lugia V-Star, and stuff yeah. like that.
1: And it also feels much, like, if you end up starting a Crobat V in any game, that doesn't feel nearly as bad as starting a Drapion V. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> and then the last one is Cramorant V-Max, which is really weird. For those of you who don't know, it's got a triple colorless attack. You flip a coin for each Energy attached to it, so double turbo would count for two coins, and you do eighty times the number of heads that you hit. So yes, double turbo reduces it, but like it has the potential. It's eighty. Yeah, it's eighty damage. Like you're going to be doing
0: a lot of damage. It's yeah. either eighty or sixty, so, which is both pretty good.
1: Yeah. So like you have these options of like, okay, like you can just hit crazy numbers, and I just figured like, hey, why not? There might be better maxes out there to throw in with a radiant Eternatus in this deck. Go For it, rock and roll. This was my binder drop v max, <laughs> it was just the ones I had. Um, but then, yeah, outside of that, you got a guru, you got a luminion, pretty standard stuff in some ways. Um, most everything else is pretty standard. I think trekking shoes is maybe a little bit weird in some mm-hmm. lupia decks, but again, I just ch- chose to go full high roll. Um, so that's in there. Big parasol is useful for the Duraladon v max if you are using that. That way, I don't think cancelling Cologne works or something. I don't know. It can get weird. Um, it's heavy on the professor's research because you need to draw cards because there's so much setup. You need to get Archeops mm-hmm. in the discard, Lugia V-Star, and Raid Eternitus all within the first two turns. It's stupid. And then the energy split I think is pretty standard. The only weird things are like you've got single-strike energy because you have a single-strike Pokemon in your Duraludon. The heat fire energy in Reshiram, I'm probably not the first one to notice this, but that's a broken combo. Because Reshiram does 270 but 60 damage to itself. It has 120 HP. So normally it knocks so you can itself use it out twice. Yeah, you could use it 3 times. Because you could use it twice and you're still alive. That's with what the heat I meant. Yes. And Heat in Fire In my heat head heat, I knew what you meant. <laughs> yeah, and Heat Fire also will be useful on Radiant Eternatus who uses heat, who uses fire energy. Anyways. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And then Collapse Stadium is just useful to, you know, get a big thing off of your bench that has any damage counters on it that you don't want to deal with. But, Jake, that's the deck. I've done lots of explaining. Any questions? Any thoughts?
0: Any questions? Any, questions? any thoughts? Yeah. I want, like, Radiant Eternatus is the best card out of Crown Zenith, right?
1: Uh, I for mean, it, probably? it's the most interesting card, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. It's just like, but uh, the stuff with it, I don't, I don't know if anything's good with it in terms of taking it to a big giant um
1: like a regional
0: yeah big giant regional and and winning the whole thing with it but it's a ton of like it maybe we just haven't figured it out yet i don't know but it looks like a ton of fun to play because you have so many different options i love toolbox type decks (laughs) of just like throwing out different Pokemon at different times. I hate you for playing two different arts of boss.
1: <laughs> I don't have two.
0: <laughs> two well, here's the thing. I understand if you were like, I'm going to play two Giovanni's, one full art, one regular art, uh-huh. right? Because that makes sense, right? You may not really? have two full arts, but you're playing a Cyrus and a Giovanni.
1: Is that a Cyrus?
0: I is that like a Cyrus? A Who is that guy? That's a Giovanni. That's a Giovanni? Yeah, yeah. It's the old Giovanni hold on i'm looking this up
1: yeah i'm pretty sure i don't know maybe it's a cyrus i'm pretty sure one one can yeah that
0: blue is a cyrus that blue is a cyrus fine
1: it's it's cyrus don't
0: question me hold on let me let me look at that
1: okay it's f it's an f regulation mark so it's probably cyrus you right yeah
0: you right you right you monster for playing that but you know (laughs) who else is a monster sean who else Everybody playing Lugia at Orlando Regionals because guess how many were in the top eight? Was it six? <laughs> six of the top eight were Lugia V Star. Ended up winning the whole thing, going one two two. Kind of different lists. Mm-hmm. Um, the the second one, Isaiah Bradner's list, is a little bit more I would say kind of streamlined um then others just playing like choosing to put back in the dunsparce Mm -hmm. in the list uh playing the yevatole raikou manaphy you know but having a bunch more of multiples like the lost vacuum choice belt things like that i would say andrew hedrick the person who won is a pretty interesting list because with some of those two ofs They decided to play other cards in said. So looking at this list, you know, you got the Charizard, Evatil, Raikou, just like always. This has the 3-2 line of Lugia. So a little bit different than yours, Sean.
1: Yeah, Um, yeah. one less Lugia, I guess. You know, it's not as imperative that you start it or not. I suppose.
0: No no Dunsparce in here. And instead of a 2-2 two, two vacuum choice spell line, they've taken a couple cards out and added a couple cards in. One being Capturing Aroma. Sean, do you remember what this card does?
1: I mean, of course I don't remember it, because who's ever played this card, Jake? But
0: capturing aroma is an item card that says flip a coin if heads, search your deck for an evolution pokemon reveal it and put it in your hand if tails search your deck for a basic pokemon reveal it and put it in your hand then shuffle your deck i would say that either way you know because heads or tails you're going to get something out of your deck and so like with that flip you can get like Manaphy, Ranguru, like you have so much flexibility in terms of finding evolution Pokemon or basic Pokemon, because all of your attackers are basics, right, except for Lugia, yeah. and then, you know, evolutions, you need it for the Wombo combo, that is Summoning Star, V-Star power off Lugia, so a pretty cool card to include in there, very cheeky, very cute, I would say.
1: I will say, it, it is interesting because I think they chose to put it in because it's basically a 15th search card that could mm-hmm. get them an evolution because you think about it like quick ball and ultra ball gets you basics ultra ball and evolution instance can get you evolutions but they've maxed out the counts they've got four 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 which is really high in yeah. my opinion but that's, that's kind of what count. you
0: need in this deck yeah you yeah need high counts like that
1: but i'm like I, i'm i don't know if he did like math where he was just like i want one more what other card can do that kind of damage, Uh, you know, and I guess capturing aroma is probably the best one out there. It's better than pokeball. Maybe here's
0: the thing too, that I think can combo pretty decently with it with quick ball. You have Mm -hmm. to discard something from your hand in order to find the Pokemon from ultra ball. You got to discard two things out of your hand. So two thirds of your search options that you've got in just those three item cards, Mm -hmm. quick ball, ultra ball, evolution, incense, Require discarding things from your hand. Now we've saw many times. That's why a Ranguru. One of the reasons why a Ranguru is in this deck. We saw many times where you would draw like a new set of seven cards off research or five cards off of Marnie, and you would have a couple energies in your hand, a couple special yeah. energies. Now once those special energies are gone in Lugia, you can't get them back. So you're kind of on a time clock. A lot of Lugia decks playing like sixteen energies or something, but with you know v guard energy wash energy double turbo only having two or less in there kind of puts you on a sticky situation if you have to discard sometimes when you have a supporter like irida yeah right there's a one of irida in this list which i think is like relatively new i would say not only does that give you the option of finding that capturing aroma, so then you don't have to discard anything. You can also grab one of your two water Pokemon in the deck, Manaphy or Luminion, mm-hmm. which are two pretty good. I mean, Luminian, you even though you know, you're using the Irida for turn, you're able to put another one in your hand if you know that maybe the list that you're playing against, that archetype doesn't necessarily play Marnie or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You can prep your hand for next turn, or, you know, you can Manaphy. Um yeah. also using Luminion for the um, for the Aqua return attack, which if you've been playing Lugia, you probably use that a lot. Right.
1: Yeah, I will say, so, too, like really the, cool. Yeah. The echoing horn in a Lugia list feels a little different. Like, I think we've seen it in Mew Max a lot mm-hmm. um, because Mew Max has Crammatics, right? Like they can go and just get the echoing horn if they want. Yes. Um, but, like, you know, Lugia doesn't really have that same option except with Irida now. Um, so, yeah, it is interesting to see, like, a one of, like, Echoing Horn where you can be like, okay, my Lugia is not going to be hitting but, like, 200, 220, 240, somewhere in that range. Same with Radiant Charizard. So, but that Echoing Horn can just throw a two prizer right back onto their bench, make it really annoying for them. Uh, yeah, I. I I mean the deck won the tournament, so it clearly it's like it did what it was designed to do. Yeah, clearly it's doing all right. Um, but yeah, it's this also cool.
0: cool. Yeah, I mean it's also cool to have the the heat energy in there. You talked about the heat energy earlier in your deck. Um, also in this one as well, because I mean you've got two Pokemon right here that can directly utilize it. Charizard going up to 180 HP, and then Yivital going to 130. That 130 yep.
1: It won't. Or won't no, no, it evil. wouldn't
0: work with that. But it wouldn't. It would fill the energy requirement would, of yes. use all. That's what I was trying to say.
1: But so, one hundred and eighty for Radiant Charizard it can be. Um, you know, actually, it's funny. There was a Reggie deck I was watching on yesterday, and mm. they had. Uh, it doesn't matter with Radiant Charizard. Never mind, because the I was thinking about the Mel Metal that does two twenty minus fifty for each oh. retreat cost. But Radiant Charizard has three retreat cost, It wouldn't matter. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe the just, 20 damage matters. Well, I don't know. Does it?
0: it? I mean, it could in a couple different situations. So, like, um, I don't know if Regigigas, um, some of them are still playing, like, a one powerful energy or some powerful energies. Hmm. Um, But, like, if a Regigigas, you know, if you're facing a Regi deck hypothetically... You go in with a Radiant Charizard because it's a 1-1 prize trade, Yep. right? Your Radiant Charizard has 160. Regigigas would do 150 against you so that Powerful Energy puts it to 170. Mm -hmm. You could put yourself at 180 to block that and be like, okay, either have two strong energy or two hit Kaomi, or like boss next turn and use the Aleki or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Um, There's a couple different um ways and then also it just makes it harder for lost boss lost box decks That's to knock true. you out i mean even though the cramorant will do double damage if you uh get rid of their cramorants for it some reason do double
1: damage it ignores weakness uh, and resistance cram
0: oh it does i didn't know yeah. that so anyways um <laughs> so, anyway, sorry with the the eye damage counters though that was my main point yeah. of like the Sableye damage counters will um just make it harder to be able to reach like those numbers.
1: So obviously I think Andrew's deck of all the Lugias I've seen, that was probably the most strange mm-hmm. in a good way. Um, did we want to talk about Isaiah's deck to show like just quickly to show like what the streamlined version is looking like?
0: Sure. Yeah. And I mean, I say streamlined mostly because it has uh, what I would say is like less text. Yeah. in a sense inside of it but there are a couple cheeky things in here like i was saying having two lost vacuums and two choice belts in there also playing the speed lightning energy Mm -hmm. sean the speed lightning energy not only helping for raikou's amazing shot right but also just giving you a little bit of extra draw power if you do have that raikou on the field i feel like raikou um got a lot of air time in the matches that i saw in you know streamed matches um i feel like it got a lot of airtime whether it was a uh it started in the game or it was just utilized at certain points Hmm. in the game so the speed lightning energy was a good choice i feel like in the uh in this lugia deck
1: yeah it's it's interesting i will say the lost vacuum that card is so good lost vacuum having played it, it a is. decent amount this weekend like whew, i i, I think it's about, like you got
0: field blower back in format
1: it's almost like you have faba as an item yeah that that's the amazing part right which is like you know back in 2019 there was a supporter called faba if you played it i think you could put was it one card or two might have been it's one. one yeah you could put one yeah, just um one. One special item.
0: energy or tool.
1: Special energy or tool, but not stadium, right? Interesting.
0: Um, I, I can't remember exactly with stadium because I know that Prism Star stadiums, I think, w- don't work with Faba. Yeah. And it's just like, like a, right. anyways. But like, but you could either put way, Faba got to put items into the and special zone. energy or tool cards and special energies in the law zone. Yes.
1: And like, I would, you know. Getting rid of special energy certainly would be nice, but, you know, rotation's going to do that for us. We'll be fine. Um, So, but, like, Lost Vacuum is, like, it's a legit great card, and given how good the Lost, like, the Lost Zone, like, energy system is with Mirage Gates and all that, like, Mm -hmm. I think that whole system is going to, in some ways, I I think, define the next six months of play once rotation hits. And so, like, yeah, lost vacuum is huge for those decks. So I, I don't know, I, 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 love that card. I think it's great.
0: I think the inclusion of Dunsparce was a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody running around with Raikus and flying Pikachu's and yeah, and Reggie Leckies at certain points. So I think the Dunsparce was a good pick. Um, that little buggy guy. Um, so there. I mean. This one had its own text and its own right inside of it and a little bit of cheeky play. But I I would say a little bit more streamlined.
1: Yeah, I would agree.
0: And it was crazy, too, because um, Isaiah Bradner, John Ang and Reagan Retzloff, all of those guys were in the top eight of this tournament they all are in the same testing group they all had the same exact list Hmm. and they went into top eight as the one two and three seeds
1: oh wow that's crazy
0: so if you want to talk about a good consistent deck this was definitely one of them um and it, it just goes to show how great like you know a good testing group when um when you uh when you put in the work how it could how it could fare out yeah
1: i will say it just in general like i think lugia for me like the last couple of regionals or big tournaments that we've talked about it Mm -hmm. felt like lugia didn't necessarily have the results that people expected after the first time that it debuted um i don't know if that's just sort of the format doing its thing of like someday whatever's on top ends up on not bottom but like ends up getting mm. overtaken and then it just kind of swirls but at this point i do think Lugia has had some time to refine the list understand what really works in the format and i am not sure i see a very clear contender to take it down from the top rankings until scarlet and violet comes out
0: Not until Maridon comes out and that lightning Pokemon just wreaks havoc on Lugia because it always has to just knock out the poster child Pokemon from the last set.
1: I mean, I will say Lugia's biggest foe come come Scarlet Violet is rotation and losing Aurora energy (laughs) because that's that's
0: that's big sad. (laughs) That is big sad. But Sean, you know what else is not big sad? Other (laughs) top eight lists inside of it what other decks you want to talk about in here i
1: wanted to talk about nicholas moffitt's lost zone rayquaza lost box with rayquaza deck um specifically a couple of things here it's if you know lost box you got the comfies you got the coleris you got the crims and the sable it's all pretty straightforward um the couple of cards here i think that make this deck particularly interesting people are not surprised by rayquaza i think it's just clearly a good card so like it can do 320 damage if you need it to by discarding four different types of energy, Mm -hmm. um, which is not hard to get onto there with two Mirage Gates. So that's good. Uh, Raikou, also just great to have that option to do some, get a couple of prizes off of like single prizer decks or clean up damage, that kind of stuff. But the main things for me are Ice Q. So for those of you who maybe, I guess, don't remember when this was like all the craze, a month or two ago. This Ice Q has an attack called Blockface. 70 damage. It's three energy. But again, you have Mirage Gate. During your opponent's next turn, prevent all damage done to this Pokemon by attacks from basic Pokemon. Now, I looked at the list, and I thought to myself, oh, is this good against Lost Box? No. Because Sableye wrecks this Ice ice Q. There is no... Now, you could put a uh, big umbrella on this to protect it, but... There is none in this list, so that's not really an option here. I think the Ice Q is particularly for the, I, I would assume Reggie matchup, the Reggies, because I don't know what other matchup is all basic that this would feel like kind of an auto win.
0: Doesn't Wash Energy block Sableye though?
1: Oh, maybe you're right. Okay, I didn't even I didn't even look down. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. I think this the ice cube. This is the tech against the mirror as well as Reggie's. I would think. So like, and you know, I play a Lost Box X this weekend. Reggie's was kind of painful. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, so, but that that was one card in this list that I thought was interesting. And then uh, there's one other card in this list in particular I thought was interesting, and that's three Raihan. Mm -hmm. which I don't know. Am I just like, am I sleeping on how much Raihan is being played in these lists?
0: I mean, think about Raihan. You have, you know, two different amazing rare Pokemon that have three different energies each to them. One of them, which is why I think, this can make a lot of sense. A, one of those amazing rares does extra damage the more types of energies you put on top of it. So, you had mentioned four energies being 320 damage, right? That's a Mirage Gate Rihon attachment. Yep. Right that that is completely realistic I feel like right now in the Pokémon Trading Card Game to be able to do. And then also I can just fill those energy requirements. Um, with Raihan as well, you can grab any card. You can grab a Mirage Gate. You can grab a specific energy that you need to be able to use. You can grab the Ordinary Rod, Energy Recycler, Scoop Up Net, things like that. This card is so versatile. Yeah. You can even... You know, Raihan onto a Sableye, get that psychic energy on or Raihan onto a Kumfay to retreat, but then grab, you know, the the Riquazo or the Raikou to be able to put on the field and the Mirage Gate on top of it and yep. maybe attach to be able to get the three energies like there's so much flexibility with that card in a deck like this, I feel like. I'm so happy that somebody put multiple copies of Raihan in.
1: Yeah, and you're gonna, and the the fact that there's three in here, right? I think most of the Mm -hmm. time we see like maybe one Raihan, but because this deck doesn't have Illuminion, right? It has no way to search up the Raihan directly.
0: This deck expects to get knocked out every single turn. Exactly.
1: Yeah, you're expecting to get it, and when I play, I played a Lost Box deck this weekend, um, and I lost owned my Raihan multiple times off of, like, Colrus or whatever, and I regretted it every time, because there was several times when I'm, like, the energy's not in the deck anymore, it's in my discard, mm-hmm. and I need it, <laughs> and so, yeah, it's just, it's really interesting, I think, you know, again, I don't know how commonplace this is in this deck, but for a Lost Box deck, it's something that I hadn't, my brain hadn't thought about, so...
0: I think to continuously get those strings of attacks, I think it's something that, you know, you should play at least two. I feel like. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, I
0: will say also, can we just show the Mew real quick?
1: Oh yes, we can.
0: Cause I, one, I want to talk about Aerodactyl because the, uh, the uh, eighth place list from Grant Hayes was Mew Aerodactyl, which is my love I love Aerodactyl. Such a cool card, that Aerodactyl V Star. But there's a couple interesting things in here that have changed up in Mew that I feel like. Well, one, Mew Judge is going around. That's the new thing. It's Judge the, new the new. supporter. It's the new, new. We've seen, I feel like we've seen this variant several times with like Pika ROM, like Pika Judge yeah. was a thing at one point. I'm pretty sure it was like playing Power Plant as well so just crazy this deck playing a silene silene we've seen before but now we're seeing again especially in those longer games with double turbos or power tablets that you need to reach up that little extra in there you've got the one 4 seal stone of course you get a pow pad in there big charm big charm I'm helping you out putting more hp on it especially for something like a rayquaza Right. We talked about the Rayquaza hitting 320. That would knock out a Mu VMAX. And so, boom, all you got to do then is just uh, put that on. And it's I don't think they can attack you unless they use multiple Mirage Gates, which Uh, you might be okay with that trade.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you're using that much resource to take that out, because then after that, you're sitting there thinking, okay, well, what, what do you have left in the tank?
0: Yeah you also have leafy camo poncho
1: sean do you remember this i don't remember it but jake what does this card do it's a
0: item card item tool card specifically whenever your opponent plays a supporter card from their hand prevent all effects of that card done to the pokemon v star or pokemon v max this card is attached to and so if you attach a leafy poncho to your Mew v max or aerodactyl v star right that's the either one it cannot get bossed up into the active it cannot get serenaed into the active so that's a big reason why this leafy camo poncho card is in there because especially with the aerodactyl v-star that's 260 that's pretty easy to hit and with the muse sometimes if you can't use your psychic leap or whatever to take knockouts and you got to run away to the bench to a new Mm -hmm. Muse v-max um you can hide that mew in there without it getting bossed up and giving up a bunch of prizes yeah um
1: yeah, it's it's that leafy camo poncho it's one of those cards that like I, also is it new is it a crown zenith card i don't think so no oh, it wasn't crown
0: zenith yep silver tempest we talked about the card on the podcast in yeah. the set review actually and this is i believe it's like first appearance in yeah. big top eights
1: i think aerodactyl v-star is the perfect partner for this card I think it's a
0: pretty good partner, yeah.
1: Because like, yeah, like if you are playing against Lugia, right? You go first. You're already a winning because you went first. But fine, you go first. You get your Aerodactyl V out, and your opponent is like, oh, this is gonna be annoying. But you get that. uh, You 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 do your own V Star Power Attack. They can't use their abilities. There's almost new universe in which they can attack you the following turn while the V Star is active. And even if it can, Mm -hmm. it won't be able to knock you out. So, throw that leafy poncho on. Retreat this Aerodactyl V Star out of there. Bada bing, bada boom. It's 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 there for the rest of the game. There will never be an Archeops for your opponent.
0: Another cool uh, card we've talked about Lost City being in Mew V Max before, but I think having multiple Lost Cities in Mew V Max. I think that's something that I said personally. On the pod when we first talked about the Muse, including this card, I think Mew VMAX should play multiple Lost Cities. At least even with like Path to the Peak or Collapse Stadium or whatever your other stadium card of choice is. I think Lost City is just that good. There are so many decks that have like that one of card that, you know, bops the Mew VMAX. You know, people play Drapion, yeah. right? Um, people have... You know, we we just looked at Lugia list that had all those one of attackers. You know, Yveltal, Raikou, stuff like that. You get rid of those. I mean, your opponent can't use them anymore. Sure, they just got three prizes off that, but they're not going to be able to use it again. They can't ordinary rot it or whatever. Um, Thornton even like they it can't matter. do it's any shenanigans. Yeah, it's gone forever in the Lost zone. So, I think that's really cool in
1: this list. I I fully agree with that. Yeah, Lost City. Especially with, like, if you think about some of the best decks that are out there right now, you have Mm -hmm. Lugia, um, and you also have uh, Lost Box, right? And if you think about those decks, those decks all have individual attackers that are designed to take one-hit KOs against big things. Mm -hmm. And as a a VMAX deck, you can't afford that. (laughs) Because if it happens twice, you lose. (laughs) You don't have, like, other actual attackers in the deck. So you will always be risking three prizes in your active spot, basically. And so, yeah, like you got to get rid of the Veltol amazing race. You got to get rid of the Drapions. You got to get rid of the radiant Charizards, whatever it might be. Just get them out of here.
0: Something to give you an edge. But, Sean, you know what else can give you an edge in the Pokemon trading card game? The element of surprise. Okay. Sean, let's go to, well, we'll talk about two different decks. The final two decks, probably, of the pod. The first one, 10th place, Ian Robb. Ian Robb brought in... Palkia v-star Inteleon. so sean it's how long has it been since we've talked about a shady dealings Inteleon
1: deck oh my gosh i i thought this deck rotated already what happened what <laughs> so palkia
0: has come and gone in this format you know with the uh, articuno the wild freeze articuno if you remember that when people mm. were playing i believe it was like jake gearhart and a couple other people we're playing that at a specific regional, but again, it was a come and go, and here it is. It has come again, and one of the cards that Ian Rob loved in here was Crabbomb V, mm-hmm. Sean, and you want to know why Crabbomb V was so good? Please tell me. Because of something like quick shooting, Crabbomb V Destroyer Punch knocks out everything in the format it's three energy attack water water colorless does 90 plus 90 base and plus more this attack does 60 more damage for each damage counter on your opponent's pokemon so that's easily just 120 on one quick shooting Mm -hmm. and then even more everywhere so especially when you have something like um gudra right gudra was a very popular deck. stefan ivanov took it at the last european event and did very very well and it became very very popular you can do something like midnight shuriken aqua bullet right something to do some sort of spread damage in places wild freeze right and then follow up with a crab bombable using like star portal Mm -hmm. Or something like that to accelerate those energies onto that and just absolutely wallop and finish off, you know, to make sure that, you know, because some of those decks like maybe uh, Duraladon, Gudra or something, they're playing hyper potions, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe they don't heal everything off. And so this is a great surprise attacker to give you an edge of your opponent thinking, okay, you know, I did the math, you know, they can't knock me out with the Palkia with all these Pokemon on the bench or whatever, because I hyper potioned all, but like 30 or 40 damage off. And so you're like, oh yeah, I'm safe. But then all of a sudden crabominable comes in and just wipes you out because the four damage counters gives it 240 extra damage for 350 in total
1: oh yeah wait no 330 in total Well, 330 plus the four damage counters so 370 oh yeah yeah
0: 370 in total so i mean it's just that is just really really sweet in my opinion
1: yeah
0: it'll be a meme card getting a lot of spotlight
1: yeah i think that's a great call out because like between that i think really this palkia deck it's 2-2 palkia so the palkia line is relatively light Mm-hmm. um because
0: it's really just there for star for like star portal and then you know i mean because there's just as many regular attackers you know you have the block face ice cue in here yep. you have a Drapion v yeah for your Mew matchup you've got some articunos which really help you out especially with that emergency jelly that we talked about that item tool card yep. in the uh deck radiant greninja in there
1: yeah. I mean, if you think about the Mew matchup, right, which I, I don't, I think at the time, I think was that one of Palkia's harder matchups because the Mew is just so enormous. Yes. And the reason like now with the, it's, I say now like it's that much different, but like with crop, Crabominable V you can take one big knockout on a Mew from the quick shooting, or maybe you paralyze it with the Articuno, clean it up with the Crabominable. And then you just come in with the Drapion for the next three prizes. And it's just that easy. You'd, you almost never have to put enough prizes on board where your opponent can beat you in the prize race.
0: It, and with Thornton as well, Thornton getting in a top 10 of a regional. If you don't remember what Thornton does, choose a basic Pokemon in your discard pile and switch it with one of your basic Pokemon in play any attached cards, damage counters, special conditions, turns in play and any other effects remain on the new Pokemon so you can easily switch from something like an Articuno to a Crabominable or a you know origin form Palkia V into an Ice Q or something of the sort or like yeah Palkia V into Greninja or something to Moonlight Shuriken Shuriken, or whatever
1: yeah this is cool um it's definitely it's a very cool deck (laughs) just straight up
0: Very cool. Also playing Lost City in here, you know, so Lost City was a cool. I mean, there's a lot of lightning Pokemon running around. So you get rid of that Raikou one time and boom, you're safe. (laughs) Um, Also Cape of Toughness in here, a card that we don't see too often. I feel like Uh, anymore now that Zacian V isn't dominating the uh, the format Cape of Toughness item tool card. If you do not remember basic Pokemon, this card is attached to gets 50 plus HP except for Pokemon GXs, which we don't talk about anymore in standard so just 50 <laughs> pokemon 50 hp on the basics
1: that's yeah, true uh jake what was the last deck i think i have a suspicion can i click something and you tell me if i'm right
0: Yes, it is that one. So there were a couple control decks that were flying around and did really well. We're looking at Byron Isaiah Williams, who got 11th place overall. I know Azul Garcia Griego was 48th as well with this list. And I believe somebody else played this list. There was also another control deck that got top 20, a little bit different. We won't talk about it too much, but it's the Ditto deck for anyone oh, who the wants Ditto to see deck. Okay. Because the one that see is for Byron themselves.
1: doesn't have the Ditto, I don't think.
0: No, it does not. But Byron in here, playing Control. You know I love seeing Control. It usually doesn't do well in the United States, but I'll take a top 15 finish that is not Sander Wojcik. It is the Evital Cry of Destruction deck with a couple other friends inside of it. So Cry of Destruction, if you do not know. Two, Colorless Attack. Discard up to three special energy from your opponent's Pokemon. So great, because Literally, like almost every big giant Pokemon, Lugia, Mew, I mean, they're all playing special energies right now in the format. You've got a couple Eldegoss V for the Eldegoss Loop, as we were mentioning earlier. You've got multiple Ice Cube Block Face, we've talked about that Pokemon in there. You've got the Starly and the Bird Keeper. The Starly and the Bird Keeper. I think we if were looking at different lists. I was on
1: the were Ditto list. Were you looking list. at
0: the 11th place? I was looking at the 11th place this list. I'm the, sorry. No, no,
1: no. You were looking at the 11th place. I was looking at the 18th place list.
0: Oh, gotcha, gotcha. The
1: 18th place list is the Ditto list. Yes. Yeah. Were you looking oh, at I the, the Ditto saying,
0: list? I was just mentioning that there was also a Ditto control list.
1: Oh, the Ditto control is the, the one that I, was I think saying. is the more interesting one, Jake. Oh, well, then I'll move over
0: there. Jeez, Sean, Sorry. we got to The only reason
1: I'm saying that is because, like, in my opinion, this control list is very similar to Sanders. mm mm-hmm. uh, But this Ditto one is different.
0: This Ditto one is different. So this one is more of a Chinchino engine. Snorlax, Chinchino. So make do Chinchino, if you do not know. Discard a card and draw two basically in there you've got the sudden transformation ditto ditto 70 hp normal pokemon this pokemon can use the attacks of any basic pokemon in your discard pile except for pokemon with a rule box yep so from that sean you have a lot of options i mean it's cry of destruction yep milk tank route which you probably want to switch into Uh, Reggie Alecki, you're right. The (laughs) electromagnetic sonar. Put a trainer card from your discard pile in your hand for one colorless energy you even have the option of diancy i don't know how often you would use this (laughs) draw two cards no i don't know could could help you out maybe could help you out there's a jinx in here a jinx from lost origin sean i don't know if you've ever seen this card before in your life me either it has the double colorless attack alluring dance switch one of your opponent's bench pokemon with their active pokemon the new active pokemon is now confused there's also a sand dial, Sean, <laughs> sand dial from vivid voltage. You remember that bad set? Oh, my gosh.
1: I mean, why Four
0: colorless four colorless attack dredge up? Discard the top three cards of your opponent's deck.
1: I like that he went for the sand dial over the Durant. Because oh, yeah. A Durant does a similar thing for a lot less energy, but. This one discards three cards, so like maybe. But Durant,
0: Durant is based on the number of your Durant, Durant. right? Yeah, so you wouldn't, you would never. I think you. You're right. Would you only do one, or no, would you, you would do, never do, do none? One. You would, yeah, you would never do
1: one. Yeah, you're right. You're right.
0: You also have a more Peko in here. I think we've talked about this more Peko that was in Rebel Clash before a long time ago, though. One colorless energy, choose one of your opponent's active Pokemon's attacks during your opponent's next turn. That Pokemon can't use that attack. So maybe forcing Lugia to choose a different option in there. And Sean, do you know what Calyrex from Crown Zenith does?
1: i mean i read the card earlier but i'll read it do now Do you
0: remember that we talked about this card
1: i do remember it, it vaguely crossed my mind i think we were like you know this could be good in control i think we literally said that because we were like I getting any say, two cards out of your deck is not bad
0: it has a two colorless attack this calyrex 110 hp basic grass pokemon does 30 damage don't really worry about the damage not necessary but the attack effect says you may search your deck for up to two cards and then put them in your hand, then shuffle your deck. Sean is right. We talked about how, you know, with this card, you know, getting two cards is just kind of good. I mean, it's not the best thing in the world, but I think a control deck could utilize it, especially when you have so many one ofs in this deck.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's crazy. Like I, to be frank, I don't necessarily know if I want to, like, go through the whole strategy of control. But
0: I will say there's 26 one ofs in this deck.
1: Oh, my gosh. But
0: I each think, supporter is one of Sean.
1: Yeah. I mean, because you don't need more than that. You have a pal pad and one of your supporters is Silene. So there you go. <laughs> you have the pal pad Silene loop. Um, You've got a couple interesting
0: supporters in here. Like Thornton, we've already talked about Thornton a little bit. T-Mail, Sheer, and Silene, we've seen that time and time again in control decks, especially Sander Bocek in their Misfortune Sisters, discarding um, all item cards you find in the top five uh, cards of your opponent's deck, so really being able to get rid of those pesky items, and, I mean, your typical other cards, Roxanne, Boss, we talked about Bird Keeper, Serena, Flannery, Marnie, and Peonia.
1: Yeah, like, uh, it's it's interesting. Like This also has a heavy count of Galar Mine. so I mm-hmm. think, broadly speaking, if you want to kind of understand what this deck tries to do, it just tries to make it really annoying for you, resource-wise, confusing you, paralyzing you, making it so you can't attack, um, forcing you to discard energy if you're a special energy deck. The interesting thing for me is that it is a control toolbox deck. Which yes. I guess every control deck is kind of toolboxy typically, but the Ditto's in particular, I don't know if we've really seen a good deck use Ditto.
0: No, I think this is the first time that we've seen the Ditto pretty much.
1: Yeah. And so, like, the nice thing about that is, yeah, you can have all of these cards be a one of and know that if it gets knocked out, you're fine. You basically have two more of them if you need that one, or you mm-hmm. have two more of any of them. Like the Ditto is just so versatile in this deck because it's like one turn, you can be a Morpeko. The next turn, you could be an Ice Cube. The next turn, you can be a Sanda. doesn't matter.
0: And remember with Team Yell's Cheer, even though people usually grab stuff like Silene, Peonia, right? Out of their deck, Misfortune Sister, you can also grab a combination of Pokemon Mm -hmm. as well. So you can grab your Dittos again. You can grab the specific Pokemon if you'd rather use that for some reason the options are out there because also you don't have to or i mean you do need the energy to use each attack never mind
1: i mean but point being like you know you have a it's actually a high count of energy for a control deck that's like what is this uh five nine energy in a control deck i'm like what's happening here
0: I mean, look at look at the attacks that you do use, all, you know, yeah. for just one double turbo or one twin, you know, cry of Destruction, Electromagnetic Radar, King's Instruction, Torment, Alluring Dance. Once you get them stabilized, then you're like dredge up, you know, discarding all those cards and yep. just getting more aggressive in that.
1: Yeah. And I, yeah, I think that's the nice thing about Ditto is you can commit the energy to the Ditto and then... If you get them in a lock of any sort, you don't have to mm-hmm. put energy on a different Pokemon. Then you can just put another double turbo, keep going with Sandile's attack. And yeah, it's cool. I, I really, like, I'm glad you wanted to chat about the Ditto and the control because of all the rest of the decks, this was the last one that I was like, yes.
0: You've also got the milk tank in there. If you'd yeah. rather just put a milk tank in front and then just sit for the rest of the game. Yeah, it's fine. You know, fine. at Mew.
1: You <laughs> could just put a milk tank down and be like, hey, I set up this little robot to draw a card for me every turn. I'm going to go grab lunch, uh, report when the game is over, report when you've decked yourself out. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, But, Jake, that is Orlando. I guess I was looking at the regional schedule
0: and I was like, yeah, we actually tweeted that. If you do not know, we tweeted the uh, regional schedule for the rest of the year. I mean, North American International Championships are TBD, but um, it happens between Milwaukee and the upcoming West Coast Regional. And in, in I, j- June.
1: And for me, I was like, okay, we're in this format. Now crown Zenith is not clearly yeah. not going to have a massive impact, but you're just sort of sat there. Like, okay, this is the format. I think we have to live with until the end of March, early April. Um, I feel pretty good about the format actually. Like, yes, Lugia is just clearly a really good deck, but I think every deck at this point, like, cause you have the entirety of two and a half years of cards Mm-hmm. Uh, two-plus years worth of cards to, like, really respond. So it'll be interesting to see how people react, because it is quite a long time to be basically in one format. I think this might be, like, the long... Because technically, Crown Zenith is a new format, but, like, like I said, not a lot happens.
0: It all depends on, like... In my opinion, it really depends on, like, the base set era. Mm-hmm. Like, when cards first came out, how long did they wait until they, like, started rotating cards? Did they yeah. wait until all of... You know, Gen One was done, um, and they started moving on to like the Neo Era, or I don't, I don't know how it went.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know technically how long it is, but in the modern Pokemon era, right? Like,
0: this, this is the longest long that it's time. been for a while.
1: Yeah, this is a long time where you really don't have any major shakeups to a format. Mm-hmm. So it'll be a solid like what, four months, maybe four to five months. So,
0: Oceana International championships are next weekend Sean Oof. do you have a pick do I have a what pick you
1: to win I mean just seeing this weekend and knowing Sanders not gonna be there <laughs> <laughs> I mean maybe he will I don't know but that's a long trip mm. uh I kind of want to go I'm gonna go Lugia but I think Mew has a strong showing because I think the Aussies do like a good Mew deck that's my gut.
0: I will say Mu V Max without the Aerodactyl.
1: Yeah. You think the Aerodactyl's holding it back?
0: I don't know if it's holding it back. I just I sometimes feel like Mew without it is just better. Yeah. It's more consistent. You're not as high roly. But
1: True. we'll see. So you're going Mu V Max, I'm going Lugia. Watch it be Lost Box and we're both wrong.
0: <laughs> wouldn't be the first time but that's the beauty of the pokemon trading card game it's always fun to see what happens and we'll see you next week here on this podcast the pokemon podcast revolves around the evolving meta i'm jake that's sean see you later